It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Is that a light at the end of the tunnel or something else altogether? Stick with me through the end of this broadcast, then decide. First, can solar geoengineering save the world? Question mark. That's a new headline from Georgia Tech. Question, after over 75 years of such operations, all of which are, of course, officially denied, how's it working out so far? As the human race and the entire web of life is circling the drain, a.k.a. statistically certain, extremely near-term extinction, short of a complete course correction. Yes, let's all keep pretending there isn't anything wrong with our skies. Does anyone even remember our once deep blue skies? Because I do. The New Georgia Tech report then states this, quote, One of the downsides of using sulfate aerosols for solar geoengineering is negative health effects, end quote. And for new listeners, as we have a number of new radio stations for the weekly global news broadcast, Listeners that don't know what solar geoengineering is, a.k.a. solar radiation management, here's an overall summary of the official definition and purpose. Spraying tens of millions of tons of heavy metal and polymer nanoparticles from jet aircraft into our skies for the stated purpose of blocking out the sun in order to cool the planet. So they say, what could possibly go wrong with doing that? And who would have guessed that there could be a, quote, downside to doing that? Yes, the downside of contaminating every breath we take along with the entire planet. Just a slight downside. And there is, of course, the downside of decimating the ozone layer, completely derailing the global hydrological cycle, and the use of weather as a covert weapon of war. The crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex with which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault. If you have the courage to face a full helping of verifiably bad news, You're on the right channel. From biosphere collapse to the battlefield, it's all connected. Never forget that. And also never forget, before anything can get better, it must be fully faced. But before the boatload of bad headlines, here's a headline of orchestrated optimism from INC.com. Pessimism takes a backseat as consumer confidence hits two-year high. And from Bloomberg.com, we have this. U.S. consumer confidence surges. The sheep being led to the slaughter, and they think they're headed for an all-expense-paid Disney World vacation and to live happily ever after because the minions of Matrix Media tell them the economy is so great and it's only going to get better. And we can continue to expand and consume forever on a finite planet with finite and already failing resources. So how does the wider horizon actually look? If you're looking through a clear lens, skies that look like something from another planet, a scene from a science fiction movie, crops collapsing, forests dying and or incinerating, fisheries around the world collapsing, including already highly toxic farmed fish. For the record, farmed salmon, one of the most toxic foods you can eat. The ozone layer is imploding, which is an existential threat all by itself. And for those that don't know it, if you compress the ozone layer to a single molecular layer, It's about six millimeters thick. That's what allows us to live on this planet. A planet that we have treated with unimaginable contempt. And I'm speaking of the human race as a whole. I know there are exceptions and you know who you are. But as a whole, whether actively or passively, the majority of the human race 
is supporting what's occurring. That needs to change quickly or we have no chance. More on the state of the planet. An ongoing triple nuclear meltdown in Fukushima with no technology to fix it and no end in sight. Radioactive water now being overtly dumped into the Pacific from this location. The Chernobyl sarcophagus is disintegrating, a.k.a. more trouble on that horizon soon. U.S. and Russian nuclear dump sites all over the polar regions are thawing and releasing their toxic legacy. The U.S. military nuclear dump nightmare sarcophagus in the South Seas is being inundated by rising oceans. How many people know that all the nuclear waste from the Nevada nuclear bomb testing was hauled there to the South Seas and dumped in a nuclear repository along with all the islands they blew up while testing nuclear weapons, 2,400 in total. And there are the 442 additional nuclear power plants around the world, many already far past their design life, deteriorating rapidly but being kept online out of total desperation. And about the rest of the nuclear nightmare power plants, all will go into total meltdown mode as soon as societal collapse hits, like a tornado in the night, and or when a significant solar flare occurs with our now geoengineering damaged atmosphere. This would shut down electrical grids around the world, nuke plants then can't cool themselves, and again, nuclear meltdowns everywhere, game over. And last but not least, there's that not-so-fun fact that there are enough nuclear weapons to exterminate the whole of the human race thousands of times over, which would also, by the way, take down the entire web of life with us. And it wouldn't take very many of those nuclear weapons to finish the job because of our now damaged atmosphere. The ionizing radiation would strip away what's left of the ozone layer. Again, game over. And the military-industrial complex of criminal cancer is building more nukes with the planet's last remaining natural resources. What a great idea. And this isn't all of it. Again, every breath we take is laden with climate engineering fallout on top of pollution. But in consideration of all that was just covered... Does it seem in any way rational, reasonable, or sane that the consumer confidence level is, quote, surging with the cardhouse Ponzi scheme stock markets at record highs? In fact, from the standpoint of the matrix manipulators, it makes perfect sense. If the goal is to pacify material consumption addicted first world populations till the moment of impact, which is now far closer than almost any dare to imagine. Don't believe it? Doesn't matter. Denial won't stop it. And this time, unlike any former societal collapse in human history, there is no place to run, no place to hide. The entire ship is going down. With each passing day, it seems ever more unlikely that the human race will survive itself. As I've desperately tried to point out too many times over too many years, as biosphere collapse unfolds and accelerates, the controllers will become more desperate and dangerous than ever before as they are right now and have been very visibly in recent years with what they have orchestrated. And that blank's not hard to fill in, is it? Remember the 2.4 billion rounds of 40 caliber hollow point bullets purchased by U.S. agencies in 2012? Will that be the backup plan of the matrix manipulators? Will that plan be implemented? Or will the ongoing atmospheric aerosol spraying operations be the population subduing option of choice for the controllers? What's coming, indeed what's already well underway, is so far beyond what can truly be comprehended that almost none are willing to even try. There's over 8 billion humans on this planet, which is dying by the day. The term collapse doesn't begin to describe what's coming. So after all that, if you haven't yet turned the dial, 
then perhaps you're one of the few with the courage to make a difference, even at this late hour. Because the primary reason we find ourselves in this very dark corner is because almost none are willing to face real frontline facts. Far too many want happy, feel-good consumer confidence reports from Bloomberg. They desperately want to believe that their stock portfolio will continue to magically go up forever in spite of the planet and the entire web of life imploding in real time, in spite of the obliteration of our formerly blue skies in exchange for so-called solar radiation mitigation, a.k.a. filth-filled skies that look like something, again, out of a futuristic science fiction movie. Bad news headlines next. First, this is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free, non-political global alert news report, the end of the world as we know it, literally broadcast. Brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations, aka weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight, and that effort will take all of us. We can, we must reach this critical mass by starting a conversation on climate engineering that leads people to a credible source of data. Geoengineeringwatch.org We'll continue all of our efforts to be the go-to source on covert climate engineering operations. As I cover the next headlines, it's imperative, again, to consider and remember unfolding and accelerating global ecological collapse is further fueling total desperation on the part of the power structure. How far will they go and how soon? We'll very soon find out. Orchestrated global conflict, the final option for the criminally insane at the wheel. On that note, from the UK Daily Mail, U.S. will keep nuclear weapons in Britain for the first time in 15 years as fears of a European war edge ever closer. Pentagon documents reveal the U.S. is intending to place warheads three times the strength of the Hiroshima bomb on U.K. soil. Moscow said it would view the move as a, quote, escalation that would be met with countermeasures. And as far as the conflicts, whatever is going on with the conflicts between the superpowers, the U.S., Russia, China, keep in mind, they are all colluding and cooperating on the climate engineering operations. It cannot be otherwise, and we have documents on geoengineeringwatch.org under the documents section, one of them 800 pages long, that specifically calls for the intergovernmental cooperation between otherwise adversarial nations. They must cooperate in climate engineering because it can't be done over any country without affecting the entire world. They must be cooperating, and they are. So when we look at conflicts like Ukraine, and we consider the fact that a single fighter jet from either side could mop up the front lines in these sitting duck artillery locations and open fields, why aren't they doing so? Is this a measured conflict? Are there many more agendas being carried out behind the curtain? What do you think? And not just on climate engineering, other issues, and they're not hard to figure out. Next, from MSN.com, World War III is approaching fast, and too few are willing to admit why. Well, that's the truth, isn't it? But there's more to this article in that headline. Follow me through. Report says, are we on the brink of a third world war, question mark, in the age of, quote, peak apocalypse? It is easy to laugh off such a question, says MSN. After all, we already find ourselves on permanent pandemic watch and besieged by daily predictions of ecological collapse. Not a prediction. It's already happening all over the globe. Keep that in mind. They then continue, and a drip-fed diet of dystopian drama by crude Netflix algorithms. But the risk of a global war has surely not been so high since America was locked in an existential battle against the USSR. Wrong. The coming conflict 
which is already unfolding, again, all connected to global ecological collapse, is a nonstop historical chain of orchestrated conflict and carnage. It's not like any other historical scenario this time. Global ecological and climate collapse, again, is exponentially increasing control or desperation on many fronts, and those that don't yet see this or realize it are keeping their heads in the sand with their eyes wide shut. The MSN report continues, Listen carefully as this mainstream matrix media source does the bidding of Western empire controllers by framing what is unfolding in a way that tries to justify yet more U.S. military occupation, chaos, and carnage in the resource-rich Middle East. From the MSN report, Around the world, authoritarian regimes are falling in an era of global stagnation. Their inability to deliver on promises to provide jobs, tackle poverty, and grow their middle classes is coming to a head. Paranoid about internal dissent, autocrats thus have a growing incentive to bet the farm on shoring up their power by focusing on external enemies, whether via expansionist regional wars or high-risk existential conflicts against the West. MSN then says this, The fast-moving crisis that has erupted following a drone attack on a U.S. base near Jordan's border with Syria is a perfect example of our frightening new reality. Although Iran has denied any direct involvement, it is clear that it is deeply implicated in what is merely the latest in a string of Tehran-linked attacks designed to drive the U.S. from the Middle East. Let's stop there and let's translate that last claim from MSN. We have no proof of Iran's involvement, but we just know. How many times is that the position from the U.S. government and matrix media here? MSN then continues with this. Given the inevitable U.S. response, it begs the question, why would Iran partake in such a reckless escapade in the first place? Question mark. Then this from MSN. The point that is often missed in all the usual observations of Iran as a mad, evil, fundamentalist regime is that it is also a failing one. The West, if it is to contain the authoritarian threat, will have to make use of what is a perilous trump card of its own. Yes, the ongoing, in fact, decades-long demonization of Iran. For the record, for nearly three decades, Benjamin Netanyahu has been ranting before the U.S. puppet government that Iran was only months away from having a nuclear bomb. Again, for almost 30 years, he has said this. Netanyahu has been making this claim since 1996. Are the agendas of specific power centers not clear yet? A few more facts to consider. Iran has invaded exactly no one for almost 250 years. The U.S. and its allies, including the one ally that seems to be in control of the U.S., have invaded, occupied, destabilized, and or carpet-bombed nearly a hundred countries in as many years. And who is the perpetrator here? Who are the power centers that are hell-bent on acquiring more resources and real estate at any cost to anyone? This is who. Those who control the printing of money from thin air, as much as they want, for whatever they want. Let's remember the Pentagon missing $31 trillion in the last 20-plus years. Where did that money even come from, and how much more don't we know about The money printers are the true orchestrators from behind the curtain. They are the top tier of string pullers. They control militaries, thus countries, thus empires. The U.S. military juggernaut has some 800 bases all over the world in everyone else's country or on their border because that's what it takes to procure the resources to run the empire. 
No, it's not about freedom and democracy. And for all those military men and women that signed up under the power structure programmed propaganda, please wake up. Good motives aren't enough. It's what you're a part of that matters in the end. By their covert manipulation of events, the controllers of empire create or facilitate the necessary events to justify in the majority public hive mind their destabilizing, occupying, invading, or all-out carpet bombing of those that have what the empire covets to continue its cancerous expansion. Hasn't it always been so? That any who stand in the way of empire and its expansion meet with an untimely end? And how many factless, willfully uninformed of history, flag-waving Americans, self-proclaimed patriots are all for whatever it takes to keep the carbon fuel carnival going in the U.S. or its primary ally, the one that actually seems to be steering the sinking titanic of empire. And does all this mean I'm somehow in support of the Iranian government? Of course not. But I am in full support of facts and truth and not of the power structure program so-called patriotism that states, in the words of junior George Bush, quote, you're either with us or you're with the terrorists, end quote. Question, given all that we know, is there any difference between the two? Also, for the record, power centers that are orchestrating global conflicts are also neck deep in the climate engineering assault. How could that not be clear at this point? And yet we have many who are steadfastly against, they say, against the climate engineering operations, but yet supporting other crimes of the power structure. Why is that? From EarthARXIV.org, this, human civilization will collapse, parentheses, high confidence. Here's an abstract from this science study, a newly released science study. Keep that in mind. Human civilization is now in serious jeopardy due to climate change. No mention of climate engineering, no surprise. The report continues, the earth is not in energy balance because more energy is arriving at the earth or surface from the sun than is being radiated back into space. Been over that so many times in this broadcast over so many years. This is occurring because we have been cutting down forests and burning carbon fuels for the last 150 years at a furious rate, leading to a greenhouse effect and the consequent warming of the Earth's land, oceans, and atmosphere. Report continues. There's now a general agreement that continuing to burn carbon fuels will lead to catastrophic consequences for human civilization as well as thousands of other species. Correction. All other species. This published report reviews the latest scientific findings on our climate and provides evidence that not only is the biophysical situation much worse than is generally reported by much of the science community, but that the consequences for human societies are also much worse. In summary, the report says the situation is already critical and will get much worse in the near future. Here's more from the report. Again, this is a newly published science report. Climate change mitigation, a.k.a. the effort to limit greenhouse gases, has failed. Risks are consistently underestimated, and the required rapid decarbonization is unlikely to occur. Staying below 1.5C is impossible at this point. For the record, that milestone is far back in the rearview mirror. They continue, and it is also very unlikely that we'll be able to stay below 2 degrees C. A 2C increase will be catastrophic in multiple areas and in multiple ways. 
report says, considering just ice sheets, 2C will result in extensive, potentially rapid, irreversible sea level rise from Earth's ice sheets. Again, this is land-based ice. Eventually up to 20 meters. 20 meters. No, it doesn't stop there. It will be far higher still. There's nothing to stop the wheels that are already in motion. Here's more. Many ice sheet scientists now believe that with 2 degrees C of warming, nearly all of Greenland and much of Antarctica and even vulnerable portions of East Antarctica will be triggered to long-term inexorable sea level rise, even if air temperatures later decrease. Let's stop there for a moment. Here's another statement for the record. Based on unfiltered frontline temperature data, we are likely past 3.5 degrees C of planetary warming since pre-industrial baselines. So where does that put us now? How many really want to know? How many times on how many broadcasts I have repeatedly stated it's far worse than we have been told by any official source and now finally the so-called science community is beginning to admit to the truth not because of a calling of conscience but because it can no longer be hidden. This newly published report continues with this. The probability that there will be a global societal collapse is high because the second and third order effects of climate change such as crop failures leading to starvation are not fully appreciated and will lead to intra and intrastate conflict, compound hazards, and cascading effects. Cascading collapse. They've been over that so many times. They then say will also increase the damage to individuals and society, although a global mobilization is required to deal with climate change, aka abrupt climate collapse. Political forces in many countries, as well as resistance from carbon fuel companies, are preventing the required action. No, they're not. They're taking action. Their climate engineering in the attempt to mask the totality and immediacy of what's unfolding while using weather as a weapon and every single climate intervention operation that takes place is further fueling the overall planetary meltdown and the total destruction of the planet's remaining life support systems. That's the fact of the matter. More from this report. As climate disasters become even more extreme than those in 2023 and continue to multiply around the world, mass movements demanding meaningful climate action will increase and eco-terrorism will, unfortunately, they say, become inevitable. Eco-anxiety, already common, will increase dramatically as time goes on. More from the report. The direct effects of climate change will result in millions of deaths from extreme heat, extreme flooding, extreme storms, but many will die from starvation, infectious diseases, and especially from civil unrest and regional and international conflicts. And let's not forget the climate engineering element fallout that is already completely contaminating every single breath we take, a plethora of toxic elements. A lab test from all over the world prove this. It's not an opinion. The report then says the extreme consequences of climate change will start first in fragile states. For the record, over three dozen such states are already collapsing into chaos right now. They then say climate change has been described as a, quote, threat multiplier, and it will exacerbate existing political instability via fights over water, mass migration, and from the pressures of crop failures and extreme weather events. This is right now. It's not off somewhere over the horizon. How clear can this be? More from the report. The rapid introduction of renewable energy will not prevent societal collapse. Planting trees will not save us. Reducing methane will not save us. And removing CO2 from the atmosphere via direct air capture will not save us. This is word for word from this report. Here's more. At this point, the only thing that really matters is the amount of greenhouse gases we are emitting 
This is a critical point that many people don't seem to understand. Here's a point that this science study doesn't understand. With over 75 years of climate engineering, destroying the ozone layer, completely disrupting the hydrological cycle, and contaminating everything, including soils and waters, soils that forests need to grow in order to uptake carbon, in order to try to compensate for what the human race has done to trash the planet, to leave that piece of the puzzle out of this equation is criminal. It's absolutely criminal. But let's continue with this report anyway, and add in the climate engineering element on top of this. Let's continue with this report and listen carefully because there's more admissions of how grave the horizon actually is. The amount and price of renewable energy is basically meaningless with respect to the climate emergency we are experiencing. If we continue to pour carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, what you do as an individual in a rich country is also essentially meaningless. So long as other countries continue to build coal-fired power plants, cut down forests, and degrade the other natural carbon sinks on our planet. And again, keep in mind, some of the rich first world nations are the ones funding that destruction in other countries. Who's the guilty party? Let's keep going with final excerpts from the science report. Net zero refers to a state in which greenhouse gases entering the atmosphere are balanced by their removal from the atmosphere. Recent proclamations that after we reach net zero, warming will quickly stop are, quote, disingenuous. No, not disingenuous. There's total deception. The warming will keep accelerating long after all human activity is stopped. Reaching net zero, the report states, will take decades at best. And there are so many positive feedback loops. I've spoken about that so many times in this broadcast. And tipping points we may soon cross. No, we've already crossed. And that it is likely that a variety of biophysical processes will continue to warm the earth even after we stop emitting greenhouse gases. Now, it's a virtual statistical certainty. And now this, from the report, quote, When it is clear that we have embarked on a hothouse earth pathway, geoengineering, they say, via solar radiation management or other means, will become inevitable. And finally, this, some scientists now argue that any realistic approach to the climate crisis must include climate cooling via geoengineering. There you have it. More non-stop denial of climate engineering by the so-called climate science community while they still push the total deception that climate engineering could still save us from ourselves. I absolutely live for the day when the climate engineering weather warfare insanity is fully exposed once and for all. A day when I can only imagine that a justifiably outraged global population once finally awakened to what's been done to them and their posterity by governments and so-called experts that they were told and trained to blindly trust from birth, will take to the streets to find and hold legally and morally accountable all those that participated in the climate engineering crimes and the criminal cover-up of the same. And that is indeed a very, very long list. Moving on, let's just blame it all on the Chinese for the collapse of everything, everywhere, all at once. From CNN, FBI warns that Chinese hackers are preparing to wreak havoc on critical U.S. infrastructure. China, Russia, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam. When will more Americans wake up to how this all works? Demonize the target country. Take what the empire wants. Or program the American population to fight anyone in opposition to the U.S. empire. Not condoning the Chinese government, certainly also a criminal regime. But what 
entity or entities are actually most at the core of fueling the now expanding global conflicts around the globe. And about the Chinese, their U.S. news channel, CGTN, was one of the only TV sources which still had coverage of global issues like environmental collapse. And now it seems it's being taken down as it isn't available anymore on some satellite services. RTTV, also long gone, had 10 times more environmental news than any U.S. matrix media source. All Harbingers. Back to Biosphere Collapse, new from phys.org. More deception from the so-called science community. Geoengineering may slow Greenland ice sheet loss, finds modeling study. Report says there are many proposals to drastically mitigate the effects of climate change, and the most expansive of these involve interventions that will alter aspects of the entire globe, a.k.a. geoengineering techniques. Stratospheric aerosol injection, or SAI, would artificially introduce aerosols into the atmosphere by aircraft to create a, quote, cooling effect via global dimming and increased albedo a.k.a. reflectivity, I ask again, 75 years plus of covert climate engineering deployment, and they're still pretending it could, may, might help us someday? This is weather warfare, make no mistake about that. And what kind of insane asylum do we live in when this is clearly raging and skies above our heads and everyone pretends it's not happening? And if you try to bring it up, family, friends, and all those that want to live in the delusion wash their hands of you. And I, I don't care about that. I never have because I don't have to answer to them when I take my last breath. None of them. Their karma is theirs to bear. It's our job, those who are awake and aware and who care, it's our job to stand against the deception, against the rising sea of insanity until we can't. That's our job. From the UK Guardian, constant clouds over the U.S. Great Lakes area could hurt residents' mental health. Can it get worse? Grand Rapids saw just five minutes of sun in the first week of the year, while January was the cloudiest in Chicago's 129 years. Think about that. Does anybody connect the dots while they're going about their lives with their iPhones in their hand? The cloudiest in Chicago record-keeping history. For the 34 million people who called the U.S. Great Lakes region home last winter, it was a particularly gloomy one due to a dearth of sunlight, a reality that could afflict residents' mental health in years to come. Of course it does. Welcome to Solar Radiation Mitigation, SRM. The Guardian report continues the possible direction of causality linking climate change to increased cloud cover, is hard to determine because while the open lakes may have contributed to the cloudiness regionally, winter clouds also help to keep the lakes warmer than usual. Yes, they just can't figure out why jet clouds are so commonly covering the entire skyline, including over the Great Lakes. Just can't figure it out. How many times do we see TV climate engineering cover-up actors on stations like the Weather Channel pointing out an aerosol-filled sky at sunset? or sunrise, and ranting about how beautiful it is. Stop and think about that. A sky filled with highly toxic climate engineering aerosol particles, which are destroying the ozone layer, completely derailing the global hydrological cycle, and contaminating the entire planet, and the so-called experts are babbling on about how beautiful such a sunset or sunrise is. No. It's not beautiful. It's horrifying. It's alarming to the core, with the now silent and dying ecosystems below the constant canopy of sky filth. About the record warm Great Lakes with record low ice. Some ice free. 
new from michiganlive.com great lakes ice cover doing almost the unthinkable yes almost gone and not unthinkable anymore this is the new norm how are the oceans doing specifically coral reefs or at least what's left of them short answer they're done on that note, new from the UK Guardian, quote, literally off the charts, global coral reef heat stress monitor forced to add new alerts as temperatures rise. The world's main system for warning about heat stress on the planet's coral reefs has been forced to add three new alert categories to represent ever-increasing temperature extremes. In other words, they just had to change the graph to show just how bad it really is because it was so far off the charts. And about the world's formerly thriving kelp forests, in which I spent so many years diving, now all but gone also. And these ecosystems were far larger than reefs, gone. And I'm very thankful that I got to go on two expeditions to the Great Barrier Reef before it expired, which it now basically has. It's done. It's just a matter of time till everything's gone. And when tourists go to some of these locations like Cancun or Cozumel, and they look at a pile of rubble, that was a thriving reef, and they see a few fish surviving around it, they think they've seen something spectacular. They haven't seen anything. I've seen these places before they imploded, and people have no idea what they have lost. Next from phys.org. Unprecedented ocean heating shows risks of world 3 degrees C warming. We're already past that point. It's just being lied about. But it can't be hidden much longer. From mongabay.com, ocean heating breaks record again with disastrous outcomes for the planet. Let's do some math. In 2023 alone, the oceans absorbed about 287 zettajoules of heat, which is the equivalent of eight Hiroshima atomic bombs detonating every second of every day into the ocean. The total energy imbalance buildup on the planet just keeps climbing. So with all that heat in mind, what about this? Let's plug this into the equation. From weather.com, North Carolina sea turtles died after being stunned by frigid temperatures. How can that be on a heating world, right? That's what many would ask, and that's what this kind of headline is designed to create, that kind of confusion. Reports of scores of sea turtles stunned by cold temperatures along the North Carolina coast have died, officials said. When temperatures dropped the cold-blooded reptiles' body temperature synchronized with their surroundings, leaving them lethargic and making it difficult for them to lift their heads above the water to breathe. While Washington, D.C., while this was happening, days later, Washington, D.C. hit an all-time record high of 81 degrees. Think about that. And this type of flash freeze cooldown from chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations, these are patented processes that works on water surface temperatures as well, wreaking havoc like just what occurred with the turtles. How is this not willful global ecocide and omnicide ultimately? Everything dies. 81 degrees in Washington while North Carolina sea turtles die from frigid sea surface temperatures and the oceans overall are superheating? How is it possible that more of the population doesn't wonder when places like Denver, Colorado are now... Every year, it seems, routinely going from perhaps 80 or 85 degree all-time record highs to single digits in less than a day? That's not nature. It's chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. Patented processes, Chinese government openly announced they were doing it. All mainstream media covered it. But if you bring it up here in the U.S., the knee-jerk power structure program response of conspiracy theory is puked out, generally from the factless and fearful 
their final fallback. Here's more ice nucleation. From AccuWeather.com, earliest arrival of 100 inches of snow in Alaska leads to roof collapses. From TheMirror.com, Alaska sees record 8-foot pandemic of snow in just two months as roofs collapse. Those are the kind of sensationalized headlines the power structure and the climate engineers desperately want to create to confuse and divide populations. And one more from AccuWeather, all 50 U.S. states have reached snowy benchmark this winter. They say December was nearly snowless across the United States, but winter came back with a vengeance in January with snow falling in every state, including Florida and Hawaii. Yes, chemically nucleated frozen material falling from the sky to create a headline like this. And what happened, as I said it would, exactly after this U.S. Arctic invasion of deathly cold, record high temperatures, record shattering temperatures all over regions of the U.S.? It's all about public perception. Keep that in mind. And with that in mind, this. From Weather Network, Montana City saw 100 degree swings in January. Stop and think about that for a moment. A 100 degree temperature swing in the middle of winter in Montana. Welcome again to patented processes of chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding. Result, engineered winter weather whiplash. Toxic engineered winter weather whiplash. Search and review the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn much, much more. More than most want to know. We, all of us, each of us, are now passengers on the Titanic, a.k.a. planet Earth. The sooner that fact is fully faced, the better the odds are of someone making it through what's already unfolding. On that upbeat note, you're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 443, February 3rd, 2024. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour broadcast is currently being aired on numerous stations, AM and FM, throughout the country. Eight new stations as of the start of February. Recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to show the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. Now with over four and a half million views, I believe, or almost four and a half million views on YouTube. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. About reaching those that still aren't looking up, here's one way. By starting the conversation with Geoengineering Watch Awareness Raising Materials, which can be found on our homepage. Our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. Extremely high quality printed materials with shocking images, a picture's worth a thousand words, and we pass on these printed materials for less than our total cost of producing and shipping. Again, our only goal is to reach a critical mass of awareness. We also have Geoengineering Watch hoodies and shirts. Shirt and hoodie photos are on our homepage. We have scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Again, reaching a critical mass of awareness on the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, 
we can halt it. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a Geoengineering Watch t-shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or busy street downtown, please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. As always, I wish to express my deepest gratitude to all those that are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all we hold dear. It's our collective efforts that can still make a difference at this late hour. Moving on, climate engineering, weather warfare, divide and conquer. Keep all that in mind. Next headline, keeping the peace as climate change fuels conflict in Africa. That's from DW News. And it's not just in Africa. New from Reuters.com, Mexico City residents protest unprecedented water shortages. Frustrated Mexico City residents have been protesting weeks of water shortages with officials warning of, quote, unprecedented low levels in a main system that supplies millions of people. This has been the weapon of choice for so many decades in the African nations, especially. Why do you think there's so many U.S. bases in Africa? That's why they have AFRICOM. That's the name of the U.S. Central Guidance there, Central Command. It's the covert weapon with which power structures can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault and then force their governments to conform with the dictates of empire. As the human race hurdles toward impact, it's full speed ahead. In the words of Sarah Palin, drill baby drill. From the UK Guardian, grossly irresponsible, UK hands out 24 new North Sea oil and gas licenses The move to grant 17 companies the right to drill for carbon fuels is a, quote, pipe dream that will do little for energy security. There's no security on a dead planet. Let's keep that in mind. From Bloomberg.com, Biden backs 8 billion Alaska oil project despite climate peril. The only thing the climate conferences are about is backdoor forcing of nations to either actively or passively comply with the climate engineering insanity that they think somehow will keep business as usual for a little bit longer while controlling populations with weather warfare. That's what's going on. From this report, President Joe Biden authorized a giant conical Phillips oil project in northwest Alaska. The $8 billion development is at the forefront of pending U.S. oil projects. The 180,000 daily barrels of crude it's projected to eventually supply represents roughly just over 1% of the current U.S. production. How much will that help? And all of it we burn is making our chances for survival worse by the day. They say over 30 years, it could yield some 240 million tons of carbon dioxide emissions into the Interior Department. We don't really have to worry about that because I assure you it won't last 30 years. It won't last three if it ever starts. Everything is imploding, cascading collapse. We live in a total asylum of mass delusion. And populations think that this paradigm can continue. It can't. And it won't. Next, New Jersey approves two giant offshore wind power projects. More delusion. They say today's action moves New Jersey closer to achieving Governor Phil Murray's goal of reaching 100% clean energy by 2035. There's no such thing with current technology. It doesn't exist. So-called renewable energy is a carbon fuel extender at best. Please watch Planet of the Humans. You can view it online if you want to know how non-renewable, so-called renewable energy actually is. Better than carbon fuel burning, yes, but not renewable. And the EV cars, uh, that's total insanity. I wouldn't know where to begin with that. Don't have the time. From Bloomberg.com, global clean energy spending surges to $1.8 trillion. It's not enough. 
No, it's worse than that. It's total stupidity. It's just another layer of insanity. Also from Bloomberg, Spain's Catalonia is spending $2.6 billion. And by the way, let me back up to that last headline. Does that mean I'm endorsing carbon fuels? Absolutely not. All of it is more nails in our collective coffins. You can't live this way and expect to live long. And indeed, we won't. The entire explosion of so-called industrialized militarist society will be nothing more than the flash in the pan of geologic time. That's it. Spain's Catalonia is spending $2.6 billion to survive without rain. They're building massive desalinization plants. More stupidity. Extremely energy intensive. Producing massive amounts of contamination. What a great idea. Look at Chile and their desalinization plants where no more fish live off the coast of these plants. The human race defies understanding. From the StarTribune.com, proposal would cut red tape so clean energy, so-called clean energy projects, can be built faster in Minnesota. How? Build them on farmland. Who needs food, right? We have Walmart. We have McDonald's. That's the mentality of far too many, by the way, unfortunately. Remember all the snowy Alaska reports and the Arctic freeze headlines from the U.S. only a week or so ago? January frozen material in all 50 states, much of it falling from the sky at above freezing temperatures, and now record warmth in many regions of the U.S.? Let's add this. From the U.K. Independent, U.K. records warmest ever January temperature. From Calgary CTV News, low snowpack, warm temperatures raise concern about continued Alberta drought. Low snowfalls could have major implications for agriculture, already coming off two years of widespread crop failure due to drought. Not just due to drought, many soil issues going on there as well. Contaminated rain will do that. And how many are aware of the fact that many of the Canadian forest fires are still burning, even now in the middle of winter? New from NPR, this headline, quote, zombie fires are burning even in the winter amid Canada's record-setting fire season. How much burnt? 72,000 acres, bigger than the states of Florida or Georgia. It's truly staggering how catastrophic ecological collapse is around the world and how many are completely oblivious even now from the uk daily mail this spain basks in 30.7 degrees c temperatures the warmest january day in europe since record keeping began it's in the 90s somewhere in the middle of winter think about that from the weathernetwork.com all-time january heat records fall as astounding warmth hits north america We've seen some breathtaking temperature extremes across North America so far this season. We're sliding through a winter of toggle switch extremes across North America. Over the span of just six weeks, we've lurched from unprecedented warmth into a generational cold snap, they say, and then back again to exceptional warmth across the entire continent. A daytime high above 27C, that's 81, will go down as the hottest January temperature ever recorded in Washington, D.C. mentioned that earlier. It's a similar story down the coast in Wilmington, North Carolina, where the sea turtles died from so much cold seawater, where the popular vacation spot measured an all-time January high of 28.3. That's 83 degrees. Sea turtles just died off the coast of North Carolina from the freezing surface water from chemical ice nucleation operations, while North Carolina immediately after it's 83 degrees. Temperatures soared far above seasonal averages for almost every corner of Canada and the U.S. at some point this week. The surplus of humidity washing over the U.S. and Canada helped build one of the largest slabs of dense fog ever observed in the modern era. It is the most. We've never had atmospheric conditions like this. We've completely altered atmospheric chemistry, ocean chemistry. How do we think we're going to survive on a planet like this? 
Bouncing back to some bad news from the Southern Hemisphere from phys.org. Quote, the sun didn't sting so much before. Fires stunned Columbia's Andes. This report then says this, quote, January 2024 is forecast to be the hottest month in Colombia since record keeping began. Again, this quote, the sun didn't sting so much before. That's a statement from Jimenez, one of the residents of the region. So property owner Francisco Mendoza said this, it's a mother earth crying for help because we are behaving very badly with her, end quote. Again, statement from a native Colombian. But don't worry about all the record heat because more engineered winter is being scheduled from so-called AccuWeather, the scheduled weather script readers. Here's their headline. Reality check. Northeast faces snow, colder air following January thaw. Enough snow to shovel and plow will return to parts of the Northeast United States as the January thaw is replaced with more seasonable temperatures into next week before the next warm-up, I'm sure. Here's another from AccuWeather. Clipper storm to spread a quick burst of snow from early to midweek. A quick-moving clipper storm dropping southward out of Canada will spread accumulating snow from Michigan to the Appalachians. The quick-moving storm will not have much moisture to work with, but it could bring one to three inches because the chemical ice-nucleating endothermic reacting elements tend to dry up much of the atmospheric moisture in the process. That's why we have these very meager frozen material fallouts from the sky and why so often they're either on the warm side of the so-called winter storm or the cold side. And Elevation has nothing to do with it because there's nothing natural about what's going on in our skies. Nothing. Back to the polar regions, which dictate Earth's energy balance, thus our collective futures. Climate engineering operations in the 75-plus year effort to hide polar meltdown from populations have only made it all worse while completely contaminating every single inch of the planet and every breath we take. From MSN.com, another alarming update from the bottom of the world. The Doomsday Glacier is melting and we could all be in trouble. We're definitely all in trouble. I can confer with that. They say there's a famous mass of ice, the Thwaites Glacier, nicknamed the Doomsday Glacier, that according to Space.com is melting in unexpected ways that could lead to its rapid collapse. Could may, might. Unexpected ways. We expected it at geoengineeringwatch.org. I've been sounding the alarm about it for a decade and a half. What took the so-called climate science community so long? From phys.org, confirmation of what I've stated at geoengineeringwatch, again for a decade and a half on this broadcast, almost a decade on Global Alert News. Here's the headline. Rapid climate change may be causing Greenland's bedrock to rise, forming small islands. That report states, while much of the world is grappling with rising sea levels due to the melting of Greenland ice sheets, the situation on Greenland is almost the opposite. The land is rising faster than the current sea level is rising. Yes, this is glacial rebound, again, that I've made mention of so many times. And now, the so-called climate science community is starting to catch up because they can't hide it any longer. From the Washington Post, the world is already experiencing record heat in January. Again, after the 12 hottest months ever recorded on our planet, it's still skyrocketing. Ocean temperatures hotter than they were this time last year, considerably. Next, from Fortune.com, more confirmation of planetary meltdown. Here's the headline. After the hottest year ever, January 2024 is on track to be so warm that for the first time, a 12-month period will exceed the 1.5-degree Paris Accord threshold. What a total deception. Unfiltered frontline data indicates we are past 3.5 degrees C now. There'll be no hiding it for much longer. From watoday.com.au, warning as severe heat wave forecast to bake Western Australia. 
headlines from all over the globe that most Americans have no idea is occurring. So how will the story end? How are we to endure it? Is there a difference between happiness and inner peace? Yes. Happiness depends on conditions being perceived as positive. Inner peace does not. That's a nugget of wisdom from Eghart Tolle. And there is this to consider also from Tolle. Quote, death is a stripping away of all that is not you. The secret of life is to die before you die and find that there is no death. That statement will hold different meanings for different people. It can also, of course, have many layers. Biblical scriptures, along with other spiritual traditions, make mention of dying to self. Again, there can be many interpretations. For my part, it means this, that it's not about me. It's not about what I want, what I wish was so, or what I wish wasn't so. It's about what is, and accepting that. We all have a choice. All of us, we can accept reality well or poorly, but accept that we must. Does this mean that we should make no attempt to expose what's wrong in the world? No attempt to make things better? No attempt to make a difference that we have no obligation to play our part in the miracle called life and no obligation to man our God-given post? No. No, it doesn't mean that. It means this, that it is our absolute obligation to the whole, to our maker, and to the entire web of life on which our lives completely depend to stand our ground against the gathering storm, against all that is wrong in the world, against the rapidly rising sea of insanity in every way we can, given our individual circumstances, until relieved by our maker. As the Stoic philosopher Epictetus said, nearly 2,000 years ago, it would be better to die a thousand deaths than to desert the post at which God has placed you. What life could have more meaning and more solace than that? On last week's broadcast, I again made mention of what I call bonus time, aka moments in our lives in which unfolding circumstances could have led to the end of our part in the play, but it didn't. All of us have been the beneficiaries of bonus time during the course of our lives, likely on far more occasions than we will ever know. So do we still own our lives, or do we in fact owe them to the whole, to our children, to every thread in the still remaining web of life? As Gandalf said to Frodo in The Lord of the Rings, what will we choose to do with the time we have been given? Links in the chain of our collective reality are already breaking. This process will accelerate with blinding speed from here on out. To know at your core when your last day comes that you were doing your best to do your best in spite of it all is a happy ending, or perhaps it is just a beginning. We can yet make a difference, each of us, all of us, together. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn how you can help to move this fight forward. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.